Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Fitbar Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name's John and boy oh boy has there been some big news this week. Some absolutely huge news across the UK and Scobie, that is that pubs are going to be reopening in April. How excited are you? It's unbelievable. <laughs> and, and, and we've already got tables booked. We have. We have. I, feel, I feel bad talking about it live on air. It's like, is that legal? <laughs> are we allowed to have tables booked? In the spirit of things. Ah, um, op- perfect. Opening a can of tenants that I've ordered. Lovely. <laughs> Yeah, so I saw you got you got you got it was like a it was like a sort of tenant's hamper that arrived. Uh, it was. What was this? <laughs> Tell the story. They'd just been battering my advertising on Instagram, and uh, I finally caved. So I just got a crate of crate of teas, cans, crate of bottles as well. Not seen many bottles of tenants around, and I also got a nice A3 print to put on my living room wall, so it's in my Zoom background when I'm on my work calls. Oh, your missus must be delighted. <laughs> she is <laughs> over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, John. Well, so, so, cheers. Cheers, cheers. And thanks, listeners, for choosing, tuning in again. We are getting through this week 29. Episode 29. 29. I said 27 last week, so I apologize. 29. Soldier down the river. So, of course, the big news I was referring to, Scooby, was the big news in Scottish football this week. And that is the League Cup finals happening. It's happening. Exciting. Really exciting. It's Livingston against St Johnston. Um, and don't worry, listeners, for Fantasy Football Scotland perspective, the two teams do still have fixtures next week. So it's within the game week. So you don't have to drop those players out. You can just enjoy the League Cup final in all its glory this Sunday. Scooby, what are your predictions? Um, oh, it's so hard not to just judge it off what you've seen in the past week. Um, so I am inclined to say that St Johnston are in the, um, you know, are, are on the up and look mm. like the form team coming into the tie. But Martindale's a clever man, so never discount him. Uh, I can see it going right the way down to the wire, one-one, going into extra time, maybe going to penalties. That's probably my prediction. Friend of the pod, Josh Mullen, with a twenty-yard screamer to win the win the tie for Livy. Is that your freedom? <laughs> That is, that, that's my prediction. No, I mean, you look, St. Johnston beat Livingston recently, broke that unbelievable record that Martindale has had since he's come to Livingston. Um, but, these, but St. Johnston are arguably the form team in the league, which I'm sure we'll come on to in part two. We certainly um, will. That was my bra for part one, actually, Scobie. I don't know uh, how you want to go with your bras and nods this week. Straight into it, straight into it. Um, I'll start with my no, let's slip it a little bit. Um, and I'll keep it quick, but obviously another big, Big bit of news, uh, not unexpected, was that Neil Lennon has departed Celtic. Um, the third week. most important piece of news so far in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, after your new tenants print and uh, pubs reopening. No, that's the fourth. That's the fourth thing. Yes, it was written in the stars, wasn't it? Ross County putting Celtic to the sword once again. Mm. Um, which which marked the end of Lennon's reign. I it's my not for a particular reason. Um, I just think the timing is very odd. Um, that being the sort of straw that that broke the camel's back seems seems a bit strange to me. Um, you know there was an inevitability about it. It's fine. 
whether they either truly thought they would still have a running chance at the title, I don't know. But it, it did. It does reek of them kind of cutting off their nose to spite their face by not sacking him after Dubai. You know, the statements that were made about not crumbling to the pressure. Um, but yeah, a month later, here we are, and Neil's out of a job. So John Kennedy in as interim manager until the end of the season, we think. Uh, and just a, just a hard time for anyone to come in at the moment, especially with all the sort of lockdown travel restrictions you'd imagine. I've been absolutely loving the WWE uh, wrestling like memes and gifts coming on about Mr. Kennedy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Celtic fans, you thought you were getting Rafa Benitez, but no, here's your guy. <laughs> My suggestion would actually be getting um, Shane Duffy in as player manager. What do you think? Oh, I think a fantastic there. Yeah, set pieces. <laughs> set pieces. He loves them. He loves them. Got some unique views on those. Uh, so yeah, I, that was my um, that was my gnaw on the week. What was yours? I, so I was just going to put that gnaw into fantasy football Scotland perspective. Um, okay. You know, we've got uh, everyone's probably tied up with three Celtic assets in their team. Are we? I'm a, as uh, so I've got Eddie, I've got Turnbull, I've got Ayer. I'm slightly worried. I think those guys are going to start, but it's quite, it's just difficult. You never know when a new manager is coming in. Is he going to drop? Um, these players and, and, and do something a bit different with the team. I just say that's a little bit of a concern, would you not? Yeah, at least there's some consistency. I mean, and also Kennedy's been there since uh, Ronnie Dyla, was mm. it? In 2014, I think he got um, appointed as first team coach. He's been there under Rogers. He's been there under Lennon. I mean, you know, we're joking about him and they do want a bigger name, but who's to say he's not actually the man that ends up doing it? It's maybe the sensible decision um, to kind of come through. And let's not forget the fact that you know, Edward scored, what, eight in the last six games prior to this um, this week's match against, against County. So, you know, they've been in actually fairly good form. The assets have all been firing. We've been telling everybody you need to get multiple Celtic players in. So, um, who knows? I can I can definitely see it now. A strong run to finish the season and Kennedy gets given the reins. Um, yeah. cool well, they've got Aberdeen at the weekend, so they know that that's an easy three points for them anyway. <laughs> you get in there quick before I can make the joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> uh, so, so that was your no uh, I'll tell you what my no was Scobie and this I'll give you a good laugh I'm sure and the listeners a good laugh my two transfers in last weekend were Barisic and Boyle who I thought was pretty good right we're talking Tav's been injured let's get Barisic in uh, what does he go and do misses a penalty and um, I also got Martin Boyle in, and who, whilst he did score a beautiful 20-yard curler in the bottom corner, uh, he did also miss a penalty in that game. So the two guys I transferred in both missed penalties. That was my gnaw this week, Scobie. My points total could have been so much more. I'm sure a lot of listeners have those players in their team. It was a, it was a tough one for me to take, I have to admit. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a, there was a sort of mad rush to get Barisic in. Mm. Everybody saw Tav's injury and the, the value dropping where huge 0.1 million but yeah and you get quite a sting for a missed penalty don't you as well minus two yeah minus two Barisic was my captain so that's minus four if you think net net on him scoring points that was like a minus 15 swing and then Boyle obviously missed as well so I'm talking like in excess of 20 point swing from those two penalty misses um one word of uh, positivity for me was that tonight uh, we're recording after Rangers, like 5-2 win in Europe. Barisic did take the first penalty in that game and scored just to rub salt in my wounds. Yeah, exactly. Like scoring them in, uh, in Europe. Nine goals in time between that. 9-5 nine, nine was it on aggregate. Impressive stuff. 
Uh, and then mine off, let's finish on a high. Um, and I'm sure it's not escaped anyone's, um, anyone's radar to know that this split is incoming Ooh. and the wild card, which comes with it. And it's really exciting. Three weeks left of activity um, to look forward to. Some good fixtures in there. I mean, it's bloody exciting. Just to sort of take a step back, um, you know, and we'll get into some of the games from last week, but ugh, it's mouth-watering stuff down at the bottom. I mean... It's so tight. Hamilton at the bottom of 24 points. Game in hand on a couple of teams above them. Killy actually looking like a team in trouble on 24 points on 30 games as well. So about level. They could quite easily go bottom, you know, rooted to the table there. So tough stuff for Tommy Wright. Uh, County after that big win, they're back in it. They're game in hand over Motherwell. They could go level with Motherwell. So I think Motherwell are very much in that dogfight. But then it's also going to make it interesting because I think Dundee United have been showing some some better signs recently, although, you know, they were out of the hands of a, a bit of a pumping at the weekend. St. Johnson been playing well. So, you know, they're going to be, it looks like, in that bottom six split. We'll see how things pan out. Um, you know, but, you know, there's plenty of goals. There's plenty, plenty of points for them. So it's going to be fascinating how people approach this wild card and an exciting yeah. end for our season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Scobie, I'm nodding like the Winston Churchill dog on those adverts, just agreeing with every point you're saying. It is so exciting down there. I think the top six battle, and then, you know, come back to get me after this, I think St Mirren are rightly favourites, obviously being sixth, and have, despite having Rangers in that run of three games up until split, I, I think will secure that top six spot. So from a fantasy football Scotland perspective... That concerns me because then they've obviously got the more difficult fixtures after the split. Um, the guys that are looking at the top of this, the top six you mentioned, you know, it's United's and your St Johnston's, and we'll come on to Melamed in part two, yeah. park that. But then it's thinking like a guy like Lawrence Shankland, is he coming into your team? Because um, as you mentioned, you know, the six split is so exciting and it's difficult to call, but there's going to be a lot of points in that bottom six, I think. And because this is a completely new game this season and an unprecedented wild card at this point. There is so much ground to be made up in all of your mini leagues against all your mates. Like this uh, five games after the split, I think there could be huge swings across the entire board. Massively so. Massively. Yeah, I, I agree with you on St. Mary and I think they'll limp into the top six. Um, but, you know, games against County and Hamilton within their last three, which which will be exciting, um, but you know, you'd, you'd hope they get that done. But I think we're going to be maybe in a situation where seventh or eighth ends up scoring more points than sixth. You know, that yeah. sort of odd, uh, that oddity of Scottish football uh, with the split. So uh, exciting times, um, and I think that kind of covers us off. I think you know, without further ado, I think let's look back on last week's action. Welcome back to part two, listeners of this week's Fantasy Fit Bad Pod. It's episode 29. And in a week where, well, the European Championships location for this summer has been all over the news. Is it going to be in solely in England? Will there be a bit in Scotland? Will it still remain all over Europe? I've got no idea where it's going. Just like I've got no idea where Scobie has taken us through this part two. Well, um, it's funny you talk about Scotland games. Um because I'm about to talk about Israel. Um, and they seem to go hand in hand, John, as you well know, um, <laughs> in recent years, <laughs> in recent qualification campaigns. 
Where are we going to start? Motherwell, St. Johnston, uh, probably the pick of the games from last weekend. So we talked about last week, Graham Alexander's honeymoon period um, ending. You did ha- call it. I have to say, you called it. Brilliant. <laughs> we did say uh, the hands of Hamilton, you know, they'd be on the, on the end of some poor results there. So this game was big, big game uh, in the bottom six battle against St. Johnston. So as we've been saying, we've shown flashes of their quality this year. And it was that man, Guy Melamed, the Israeli hitman, straight out of Mossad. <laughs> He's begun to find his feet. Um, and this game was all about him. His 19th minute strike, I think, is one of the crispest I've seen all oh. year. It's a stunner, isn't it? It was sensational. And um, yeah, retweeted that as definitely goal of the weekend, Scobie. Mm-hmm. Just so smooth, sumptuous. It was sumptuous. But not to be outdone, Liam Craig actually almost scored an even better one. Um, just shortly afterwards, which sort of cannoned back off the bar, almost hit the heads of Kane and Rooney, and then Kerr slammed it home. But they just looked really up for it, St. Johnston. You know, there was just the, there was a, there was intensity to their performance. Uh, they wanted to get shots in on goal, and and Motherwell just seemed overrun. They were playing like a team with a cup final on the horizon. You know, sometimes you get teams are worried about their form going into cup final, worried about injuries. These guys are clearly playing for every place in that team and want to be starting at Hampden on Sunday. Absolutely. I mean, it's so exciting as well because, like, without being cynical, you know, if you're one of the, if you're in the St. Johnson side or Livingston side and you were going into that cup final against Celtic, mm. you've won five billion say, cup finals in a row. You know, there's a different feeling going into that. You know, it's a sort of we've got nothing to lose. But like these players are going into it knowing that they could feasibly win the cup. It's going to be a good game at Hamden, you know, and they could be cup winners. It's just the buzz must be unbelievable at both clubs. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. Transferring yeah. into their performances. So I think, you know, Fantasy Football Scotland, uh, Melamed, I think he's a quite a good shout to get in your team. He's 4.9 million. He's on penalties. As I said, I don't think St. Johnson will quite get that top six spot. I think they'll be in the bottom six, which means they'll probably win more than they lose post-split. I mean, for me, I've got Kevin Nisbet in my team, who I'm sure we'll come on to, isn't getting a start at Easter Road. Nope. Uh, for me, this weekend, my switch potentially is just straight Nisbet to Melamed. That's what I'm thinking, Scopes. What do you reckon? I love it. I love it. I think he's a, he's a proper player. Um, and I don't mind him in any matchup. I think he's going to cause problems because they're, cause they're a good side, St. Johnson. You know, they create a lot. He's got a good, he's got a good uh, partner up there in Kane. Uh, well, it's been fantastic in the field, been creating a lot for them all season. So, um, yeah, I really like that. Go with your heart, John. So, um, dwelling on Motherwell a little bit, um, their form's collapsed, as you quite rightly said. And yeah. um, they're actually, there was a good comparison table done by Pi and Bodrell today. Um, on Twitter and they are the worst off relatively uh, compared to this time last season because this point last season was when the season was stopped mm. but that was it finished due to due to the pandemic so they're 17 points worse off than they were last season Celtic second place are 16 points worse off than they were last season um, so it's a little bit worrying um, with Motherwell just now yeah I mean 0-0 um, in the midweek game against St Mirren um, they lose this one, as I say, 3-0. Um, Melamed gets the final penalty. He gets two on the day. 
Uh, so yeah, great performance. We've waxed lyrical about him, but yeah, lost them there. Draw against St Mirren. Um, you know they had their chances, but they, but they they weren't great in that game either. I think both managers came out to say that. So I mean, I'd be genuinely worried as a Motherwell fan at the moment. Um, yeah, I'd be more worried if I was a Kilmarnock fan, mm-hmm. but um, I'm pretty worried as a Motherwell fan. And you know, I wouldn't. Who'd want to be in that eleventh place? You know, playoff tie. You might be playing somebody like Dundee. I wouldn't want to play that Dundee team either. You know, some some wily old heads in there like Charlie Adam. Um, yeah. So, yeah, dangerous times. It is dangerous times. You know, just I actually caught, you know, a bit of the St. Mirren game last night. And in the second half, Motherwell um, did look like, you know, they obviously started by just, we're going to be hard to beat tonight. We're not mm-hmm. going to concede any goals. Um, and St. Mirren, a little bit injury ravaged just now. It's not quite the decent attack that we've seen over the last couple of months. But the front three was working a bit better for Motherwell. And I think there is signs there. You know, as a Devontae Cole or Tony Watt holder, as our listeners might be, I probably wouldn't say sell that player just now. Probably hold on to them. If they're going to score, those two guys look most likely to score. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I brought in Cole off the back of your, um, you know, positive theory in the last few weeks. He's not done anything for me yet, but... Um, you know, I'll love it if they go bottom six as well, which I think they're gonna because I think mm. Big Cole will get some chances. Um, the bottom six is it's gonna be fun, I think. Um, well, moving on, one club that is certainly uh not gonna be in that bottom Ooh, six scrap is Hibbs, uh, playing a team which we think are probably gonna be in. Uh, so yeah, Hamilton were fresh off of that emphatic win last week against Motherwell. But yeah, up against a foreign team in Hibs, who'd won three on the bounce. Now, uh, quick recap on the game. Jamie Hamilton, the club namesake, got off to a shocking start. It was his fourth red card uh, for Hamilton. There you go. Maybe a bit of a problem with it. A bit the harsh, this that. one. And it's actually been overturned since the game, hasn't yes. it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You've, you've, thanks for that, John. You just simply stood up and now. I'll write the scripts and then I'll just give it and you can fucking read it. I have that. Apologies, apologies. No more speaking. Miss Goosey, Miss Goosey. Well, I was going to say, it's definitely, I mean, it's a yellow at worst. It's a, it's a, it gets the ball completely. So, um, But it turned the game to Dindy. Martin Boyle, who's very disgusting, I think he was just you know, on fire lately. Lovely goal from the edge of the box. Places it beautifully. And you're thinking, he's on a run now, isn't he? Fifth goal in four games. 37 points in that time he scored at 6.5 millions. It can only get better. And then he misses that penalty. Shiter. Oh, salty. That's salty in my wounds. It was very salty. <laughs> Hibs were dominant all day. Not an awful lot else to say about this game. Josh Doyle got his first goal for Hibs at the back post with a nice little header. 2-0 for the win. It's the race for third place now over John. Well, Hibs are certainly, as you say, the form team in the league behind uh, Rangers and probably actually the best team to watch in the league just now. You know, They've uh, been on a fantastic run of form just now. The signings in January seem to have really settled in well. You know, Cadden is uh, really fit down that right wing-back role, getting up and down loads. From a fantasy football Scotland perspective, probably not that interested. He's a midfielder playing wing-back, and his final ball is horrendous. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Josh Doig, on the other hand, you know, I've been so impressed with the way that Jack Ross has managed, man-managed this player um, throughout this season. You know, his breakthrough year as a first-teamer at Hibs um, was taken out of the firing line when he wasn't playing as well and nicely rotated uh, with club legend Stevenson. And, uh, yeah, managed to get his goal in this game. And at 2.2 million, 
And with a Hibs double game week on the horizon, is he the third Hibernian asset that you look for? Um, yeah, quite possibly. Quite possibly. I've got Marciano and McGinn. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I'd say I've, I've, I've offloaded this, but luckily. So I've got an asset there, but I think it's Boyle mm. um, that I'm still going to angle in. But, yeah, I don't hate the dog show. If you've got... Yeah. Um, you know, at that value as well, fantastic. The other, the other person I look at at that value, um, which we'll maybe come on to later in the episode, is, is Balligan, given everything that's going on. It's down mm-hmm. 2.5 million now. But, um, but yeah, like that. Yeah. And talking about Hamilton. Again, sorry, and, yeah, t- please t- tell me more. I always, I've always got time for Hamilton. Tell me something about Hamilton. So I, s- I shared a great stat with you this week, Scobie, about Heed's first, a dolphin. Uh, yes. He is... The um, what is it? I'm trying to frantically scroll. Most um, interceptions by an under 23 player in the European leagues. Correct. Which is quite amazing. 87. 87 interceptions. Which is 19 more than the second place, Christian Romero. Um, You know, and and unfortunately for him in this game, Adolphin was playing centre half. I much prefer it when he's in centre mid and snapping at people's heels and uh, getting all those interceptions. Uh, they, Hamilton have also got double game week on the horizon in that double game week when Hibs have one as well. I'm sure a lot of listeners have Ross Callahan. Still think he's a good shout. Yeah. And uh, we, we we talked enough about uh, our favourite Mr. Anderson last week, didn't we, Scobie? So uh, maybe no need to talk. We're, we're him. thinking about him as well. If you if you're maybe rotating out some of those Livingston players, mm-hmm. um, that is a good shout indeed. Final game I want to focus on because I have to. Um, after 540 minutes of goalless football, Aberdeen finally scored a goal. Woo! Talk us through it, John. <laughs> what happened? Well, a couple of minutes before, it was in disarray because it was another injury to an Aberdeen striker. Fraser Hornby yeah. injured his leg from having a shot, which I think sort of sums up Aberdeen's season in front of <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he's is that worrying sign on Hornby? Is it? Is it? Is it? What's the injury prognosis? Yeah, yeah, it could be for the rest of the season. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Which uh, it, you know, it has been a rough run of injuries, and I know it, it, I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm crying inside. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, his replacement, Callum Hendry, came off the part uh, off the bench, and Aberdeen won a free kick in a wide area, and at last, let now McGinn who is a Scottish Premiership set-piece expert, the best at the club in Aberdeen, but hasn't been allowed to take free kicks very often this season. For that reason, I am perplexed. Anyway, he proved all his doubters wrong and put in a beautiful cross for Hendry to meet straight into the back of the net. And that's when I came in my pants. (laughs) And Because Hendry's been... He's on loan from St. Johnson, isn't he? Hmm. Was that was, it, was he kind of brought in as a as an injury cover when during the January crisis? Or? You know what? It was it was one of those where McInnes and what he hasn't done very often. It was rolling the dice big time on the front three that weren't working. Curtis Main went to Shrewsbury Town, yep. scored midweek for Shrewsbury. By the way, did. of course he did. Sam Cosgrove obviously got sold on uh, to Birmingham, and Bruce Anderson, as we know, is at Hamilton. So those three went out. Hornby comes in, Camberry, uh, who I like to talk about. I think he was, he's actually been Aberdeen's brightest player going forward uh, this year. Yeah. Um, and 
and um, I've forgotten who I'm talking about, Fraser Hornby yeah. or Calm Hendry. Yeah, Hendry came in, who fell out of favourites at Johnston. Bit of a random punt, but... Yeah. Well, Lee, you broke the duck. Cracking free kick delivered by McGinn, as you say, and goals a goal. McCrory came very close at the end, slamming right off the crossbar to make it 2-0. Um, but it was 1-0 in the end. Now, to talk about Kilmarnock, that's a third 1-0 loss for Tommy Wright since he took over at Kilmarnock, which, you know... It's nothing to be ashamed of against Motherwell, who were in kind of form at that time, Rangers and now the Dons. 1-0 as well, you're not getting pumped. But it's three losses in a time where it's pretty desperate stuff for them. Clearly, top six is completely out of the question. They're in a relegation dogfight, as we've already discussed and alluded to. I'm, how concerned are you genuinely as a Kamani fan? Massively. I, I'm, I'm trying to work out that if there was a gun to my head, who do I think is going down? And right now, I think it's Kilmarnock. They've scored eight goals in 16 games. Like They just cannot create or score anything. And to be fair, Kabamba had a very good chance and Lewis could make a good save one-on-one in this game. But they're literally getting one chance a game, yep. uh, if that. And they're just not creating everything. And unless this Kyle Lafferty punt, and he didn't show too much of, uh, of, of what we know he can do at Petodre. Yep. Well, he's I not just, fit. He's not fit, is the biggest issue. Yeah. And, and you don't have a lot of time to get him back to full match fitness. And Wright just doesn't, you know, he, he needs, he's a manager that I think needs a, needs a pre-season to get everyone playing and sort of singing off that hymn sheet. Um, yeah, I think Kilmarnock are in real, real danger here of, uh, of going down. And I'd definitely be saying completely avoid their players and from a fantasy football scholar perspective because yeah. goal scoring wise, it's not happening for them and, and they are conceding. Yeah, they've got, before the split, Dundee United, Ross County and Motherwell, all teams that are down there with them. But Sage, I just can't see them beating any of them. Um, Mm. We'll wait and see. But, you know, look, I I don't know if Tommy Wright leaves if if they go down. I mean, you know, we've just seen it. Hearts doing the rebuild job again down in the Championship, obviously. Um, I think Tommy Wright could have an opportunity there to rebuild the club. Um, as he said he likes to do and bring them back up and be in a better footing than maybe they are now so you know if it goes to the championship I don't think Tommy Wright goes um, but yeah pretty uh, a big fall from grace after the, the highs of Sir Steve just two years ago yeah. what, watch them now go and win their next three games listeners <laughs> finish top six <laughs> we're making some bold goals tonight we've a few cans in us we've decided the bottom six already <laughs> Yeah, we're <laughs> two points ahead of seven, but done. <laughs> uh, anyway, after that, uh, that segment, I think, um, yeah, I think we've made enough bold predictions to last us for the rest of the season. Hello and welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fitback Pod. We'll keep this part of the pod short and snappy so that Scobie can get back to Married at First Sight. What episode are you up to, mate? I've given up. <laughs> oh, we got to 14 and just had enough. I thought, and then that Christmas girlfriend told me there's another 22 episodes left. It's like a season of football. I was like, ah, no, I'm done. I was just Googled what happened to the rest of them and that was it. So good for the first 14 episodes if you want to watch it. Good job you didn't start a podcast on that too, Scooby. No. <laughs> <laughs> Regret. 
Oh dear. Right, but... back to batters in hand. We have, of course, been reaching out to the Twitter. Our DMs are always open, so please do slide into them. Anyway, the man himself with the shed, Jerry, has been in touch. I see, there we go. (laughs) As someone new to Fantasy Football Scotland, what happens to my team choices when the league splits? Are any different strategies required for this top six splitting up? Uh, I think we've covered it quite a lot in this episode probably, but there's more fun to be had down the bottom. Um, certainly, you know, you can take those punts on on goal scorers, I think, and, you know, on midfielders that have been playing well for some of their clubs. So um, I like to think that people have got a nice mix of players anyway, but I, there's certainly clubs in there you want to target. And, you know, we've already called it, but, you know, if St. Johnston are in that bottom area, if, if Dundee United are, then it's going to be tempting to, uh, hard to not go for, for some of their attacking threats. And then I think, you know, for the top six, to be honest, um, you know, the, the valuable players have still got value. Um, the, you know, there'll probably be more clean sheets up the top end. I'll just wait and see, to be honest. I think, you, yeah, play it smart. Who's going to be at the top of those uh, top six brackets? Is that not the approach? That is definitely it. And we will do a big, bumper, meaty, juicy pod focusing on that wild card because everyone has to use the wild card, I think, at that split point to get the maximum returns out of it so we'll really try and uh, I think at that point it's going to be really focused on those transfers and, but do you know John they're going to they're going to have um, a good four weeks to think about um, that wild card because it's only just been made aware to us today by something you sent to me from Pine Bovril I believe that there's yeah. actually a uh, winter break happening in the middle of spring in Scottish football <laughs> there is it's about three weeks, but you never know with COVID cancellations and things like that. Games might get rearranged. There might be something happening. Yeah, so they're due to the last fixture is due to be on March 21st, Sunday, March 21st. And the first game post split April 17th. Smashing. Uh, right. Uh, thanks, question, Jerry. Next question is from Perrin McDerrin. Uh, mm-hmm. He has asked off the back of Ross County's fantastic win, Yogi Bear Masterclass. Uh, that saw ultimately Popcorn Teeth's end of his reign at Celtic Park. Who do we get in from Ross County? Is it defenders? You know, they've obviously demonstrated by keeping out Celtic's attack, which in general has been very good this season. Uh, they kept a clean sheet. Is it is it Ross County defenders we're looking there, Scobie? Oh, you're a brave man, Ross McIntosh. Is it Ross County defenders? I don't know. Um, not for me personally. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd go for maybe Cole Donaldson. Um, but no, I, I think I think you could have a bit more fun with someone like Harry Payton. Um, you know, we've talked about Ollie Shaw a lot, but someone like Payton probably, I, I just don't see it. And there was a few absolute, almost clangor of the season from Laidlaw um, in in the, the match of the weekend there. Um Sorry, against against Celtic, um, which still Celtic were unable to score from. Um, but yeah, I don't know. A bit of a bit of a brave call to go for Ross County defenders, is it not? Yeah, I think I think stay away from defenders. I think it's midfielders. Ollie Shaw unfortunately has some himself down the pecking order. It is Jordan White who is the main mm. man there just now. Um, do I think he's the best striker option? I think you can probably do better. So it's midfielders. It's your it's your Paytons, it's your Drapers, etc. There. So. 
one more question. I think this one was actually at me from Alan Boyd. Who is your favourite player, John, out of Ryan Jack and Scott Wright? <laughs> well, Alan, as uh, two Scottish players, you know, obviously got time for both of them. And I'll say Ryan Jack. <laughs> Can we edit that out, please? And, uh, <laughs> no, Ryan Union Jack, Luke, we're gonna we're gonna hopefully get to see him at Hamden, such as the announcement being that Euros are gonna go ahead by the sound of it, and there's gonna be fans. So we all wait in anticipation to see if our tickets are gonna get us into to see Scotland's heroics. Decent. Um, um look at the league, John, or are we oh, aye. questions? No, no, let's go look at the league. Let's have a look at, well, top scorer this week. It wasn't exactly um, enthralling stuff. We've been on a high the last few weeks with all the double game weeks and triple captains and whatnot. This week's top scorer, nonetheless, was Leighton's 11. Well done, William Quinn. Um, just 53 points this week. But we have a new league leader reclaiming her place at the top of the table, Andrea Koppel. Winnie, loser, Ooh. draw. And back in the top spot by eight points. Well done, Andrea. Very good, very good. And I noticed, Scobie, we had a review on iTunes. Love it. This was from FPL Blanks again. And it said, great pods and fun listen. Really good for Scottish fantasy football info. Five stars. Good stuff. So, FPL Blanks again. Get in touch and we'll send you a sticker. Please do, yeah. The stickers are going down a treat from what I can see. The, the DMs are... Just non-stop. Is that you wanting a sticker, Scooby? That's me wanting a sticker, I Still not got one. Only done 29 episodes. You follow our account, you get one. Unbelievable. Anyway, we'll end on that sour note. Um, well, yeah, another week of action to look forward to. Cannot wait to see how that goes down. We'll be back again next week, chat through uh, the week's action as we edge closer to the split. Yeah, thanks very much for listening, everyone, and all the best for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs>